Hey, do you teach yoga? Have you ever trained to lead yoga classes to be a yoga therapist? Have you ever owned a yoga studio? Maybe even just wondered what it was like for the women and men up there in front of the room on their mats, leading you through endless Surya Namaskars, down dogs, and pranayamas galore? Well, these are their stories and mine. I'm Rebecca Sebastian, a 20-year yoga teacher, 10-year yoga therapist, yoga studio owner, and co-founder of a yoga-focused nonprofit. I've done a lot in the yoga world over the last 20 years, pretty much everything except had a water cooler. You know, a place to share stories, talk about struggles, successes, and find other people who do the same thing that I do. Welcome to Working in Yoga, a podcast and substitute water cooler for yoga folks to connect and build community, to share our unique profession, our challenges, and our journeys with the world. friends, welcome to Working in Yoga. This week is a solo episode for me. I had something I wanted to talk about, so here we go. There has been this topic that has been floating around the yoga and wellness spaces recently, and I really want to talk about it in this episode today. This topic has been something that I personally have been thinking about and struggling with and actually coaching other yoga professionals through since about 2016. It's a whole thing that we don't often talk about in the yoga industry. And I think due to our lack of having this discussion, we lose good teachers who feel lost and burned out and frustrated. And actually, I think we could be just shepherding each other through these thoughts. And when people go through these kind of times with more grace and ease. And the topic is, of course, quitting. So let me ask you this. Have you ever wanted to quit? I've talked a lot about living and growing up in the Midwest on this podcast, where quitting, we are taught, is not an option. We Midwesterners, we persevere. We endure. In fact, just this morning, I was talking to my partner about endurance as a personality trait in the Midwest. It's a whole vibe here, seriously. It's almost like it's sewn into the fabric of our baby blankets. And we are all taught, right, that quitting is for losers. Well, I suppose it's time for me to make my confession. I have been actively trying to quit teaching yoga and working in the yoga industry since 2016. For so many of us, especially white folks of a liberal nature like myself, 2016 was a shifting year. Life changed culturally, and we were opening our eyes to oppression of others in a way that we had never seen before, which is all on us. And also, we realized that things were not as soft and rosy as we had been originally thinking. And for me, yoga was part of this undoing. At that time, in 2016, I was incredibly frustrated with the constant attention on physical gymnastics-style wizardry in yoga. In my local community, anyway, those were the folks who got the attention, the praise, the idolization, and that left me really feeling like an outlier that I was, and I was really frustrated. And honestly, I questioned if I was even good enough or new enough to be a yoga teacher at all. But I was also clear that wasn't what yoga had been about for me, even during the days when complicated physical postures were within easy reach. 
I knew I had come to yoga for something else and that I continued in the industry 12 years later because of that something else. So I did what anybody would do in 2016. I went looking online for reasons to quit yoga. And you know what? I found a lot of them. It's funny how when you go looking for a reason to do something, your vision gets tunnel vision and you can see thousands of them. At that time, the yoga world was not standing up well, especially a couple years later in the Me Too movement when people really started talking about the abuses that they had suffered within the yoga space. We have tolerated those abuses for too long and we lifted those abusers up onto high pedestals. That really made me question whether or not I wanted to be a participant in an industry that had those kind of problems. At the time also, there were countless stories of injuries happening to yoga students and then eventually to yoga teachers. There was even that article in The Guardian a couple years ago after 2016 that talked about how yoga teachers have a higher rate of hip replacements than the national average. But also, at that same point when I was trying to find reasons to quit yoga, Yoga was also the only consistent job I had ever had as an adult. It supported me when I was a single mother. Now, it didn't support me well, but it did support me. It kept me sane in a growth and in a growth mindset when I struggled with my own personal history of trauma and abuse, like so many of us in the industry. And it allowed me to see myself as more than a brain or a body, but as a whole human being. Eventually, my practice has even allowed me the opportunity to love myself unconditionally in ways that I was never taught as a child were even possible. Then, in turn, I was able to love others that way too. So I was and am invested in yoga as a tradition and practice, and I credit my dedication to my yoga practice as one of the primary reasons I have been able to shift my adult life into being a life that I am proud of living. And here I was trying to quit. Now, after I started thinking about what it would be like if I quit yoga, I did what all good quitters do. I took to the internet and joined a whole lot of groups on Facebook that were dedicated to deconstructing yoga and what the yoga industry has been about for the last 20 years. Now, Consider these 20 years, right? No longer is yoga the indie counterculture practice that it was in the 1990s when I started practicing, but it was an industry generating billions of dollars a year. We had pants and accessories for our practice that we have never had before. Does anybody out there remember when we all just wore sweatpants to the yoga studios? Because I do. And does anybody remember when they weren't actually studios, but they were church basements and the back of some sort of fitness facility and the basement of chiropractic care centers? I cannot even tell you the amount of strange places I have held yoga classes in over the years. But when I got to these community spaces online that I believe really were focused on deconstruction. Now, that is a term I'm using from my friend, Dr. Katie Blake, and she's going to come on the podcast in a couple weeks. We're going to talk about deconstruction and yoga. Sometimes those online communities were very toxic. Lots of people were in there trying to make their name by being the voice of why yoga isn't working in modern times. 
And to their credit, some people really succeeded. Many people's careers were really launched in those spaces. And these are people whose names you would know now that were launching themselves in these communities of people who were deconstructing yoga in 2016, 2017, 2018. I learned a whole lot from those spaces including how to have a hell of a debate on the internet without taking anything personally. I have often in the past referred to those spaces as the roughest houses in yoga, but they are also where I've met lots of amazing people who I still connect with. And those people have shifted and changed my perspective on a lot of things, including a lot of things in the yoga industry. And yet I stay. I am still here today in the yoga industry. I still teach yoga. I run a yoga studio. I founded a yoga-focused nonprofit. I'm here on a yoga professional podcast. And here's why. I haven't quit yoga because it's too important to me to quit. I do believe in the system, the entirety of the system. And I believe that it has created, created benefit in my life and that it creates benefit in the lives of countless others whom I know. I also equally think it is important to try and quit every once in a while. In fact, I believe that last sentence as strongly as I believe in the benefits of a sustainable and long-term yoga practice. Yoga is too important not to try and quit every once in a while. So if you're thinking of quitting, I think you should really ponder it for a bit. In fact, set your belief in yoga on fire. Because if the core of your belief is strong, it will withstand the flames. And you might find yourself discarding things that weren't really working for you anyway, whether those things happen in your personal practice, in your yoga teaching, in your yoga business. Hold what you do in yoga up to the fire and see what's left. I think it makes us stronger professionals. Anything worth doing is worth quitting, or at least thinking about quitting. And to some degree, when you are attempting to level up, you've got to decide how you want to show up. And part of that process is embracing the idea that wanting to quit is part of the whole thing. And that makes this all a lot easier. If you're ready to take your teaching to whatever next level you see happening, I want you to pause and think about what life would be like if you quit yoga. Now, for those of you listening who think that truly quitting might be the right step for you, I want to pause here because I want to say this very clearly. Please step forward into your future with no shame, no guilt, and a little bit of lightness. If staying in yoga no longer lights you up, I truly want you to do something that does because you're important and yoga will carry on evolving and shifting as it always has. And the industry will have been better for having you in it. Now, thanks for listening to my rant on quitting, something I've thought a lot about over the years. I want to shift 
into my self-care tips for the week. Since this is a solo episode, I, ironically, this came from a yoga Facebook group that I am a part of. And I generally don't participate in those spaces anymore. And I haven't for years. I decided that there is a difference between participating in the online space and actually making sustainable change within the yoga community, within the yoga industry. So I chose trying to make sustainable change over participating online. But I'm dipping my toe back into those spaces. And I was chatting in a forum of about 10,000 yoga teacher or yoga people. It's a yoga teacher group. And the facilitator of that group asked for a composite list of things that everybody did for self-care. And I answered in the way that I always seem to answer, just slightly wild, just slightly left of center, but these are truly my two favorite self-care tips. And here they are. They are orgasms and financial care. So if orgasms are your thing and you feel motivated, go find one. There's a lot of ways that you can make that happen. And then when you're finished, sit down and take a good look at your finances because knowing your money is self-care. Now, next week on the podcast, I'm so excited to be having a conversation about the amazing thing that all yoga teachers have been asked. Can you work for the exposure? In the 20 years that I've been teaching yoga, I have been asked to work for the exposure. I mean, 10 quadrillion times, I think. (laughs) That's not even a number, but a gigantic amount of times. People who thought that they could come take my classes for free because they knew me and I wasn't worth paying or the class wasn't going to be worth paying. It's the same thing of asking your friend's band to play at your party for free so that people can hear their music and they'll get exposure. So I'm going to have an amazing conversation next week about that. And finally, I wanted to share for those of you who are in the Midwest, if you are a yoga teacher looking for an advanced yoga teacher program, teacher training program, I should say, I just launched my program light up your teaching um, just last week. And it is a truly hybrid program. So we only meet in person one weekend a month. So if you're within driving distance of me, I am in Davenport, Iowa, one weekend a month and everything else is online. So we will get some of that in-person community as well as creating an online space for us to learn and grow. I'm really thrilled I have 11 amazing partners for my program from all over the country who are going to be teaching you incredible parts of the training. So check it out on my website, www.sunlightyogacenter.com backslash teacher dash training. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you next week.